or is it? <laughs> we'll never know. That sounds like a vocal warm up. <laughs> I mean, it kind of. It sounds like that noise cats make when they get overexcited. <laughs> Frightening felicitations, you spooky people. Welcome to another episode of My Spooky Gay Family. I am your resident spooky drag queen, Pissy Miles. And I'm your resident spooky drag queen, spooky sister, Sam Baxter. And, and this, this is, is My Spooky, spooky Gay, gay family. goodness what a day <laughs> i am i'm getting punch drunk we have openly admitted in the past that uh we we talk very openly about the back end of the production yeah, of this do. podcast probably a little too much frankly i know probably more than we should but full honesty this is the third episode we're recording yeah. today. <laughs> And I'm just like, my God. But we saved our dessert for last. I know. This definitely is the dessert. This is the pumpkin pie. Yes. Yes. Yes, Strawberry rhubarb, depending on uh, the color. Well, it is June in the film. So I feel like strawberry rhubarb would be more appropriate than pumpkin pie. I mean, I'll go with that. But pumpkin pie, because this is a classic this is it a is. classic Halloween movie. It is. It's a classic anytime movie. It's. it's... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, arguably, I I, supp- I I suppose you could make the argument for it, but it can happen in any month. Any month. In any given year. I would argue it's probably not a Christmas movie. I mean, I watch it at Christmas, but I watch it all the time. So it's not really, I can't really make an argument for or against. As much as I love this movie, I I don't think I would turn it on in December. January 1st, he's got my vote. <laughs> and it's Super Tuesday. It, I know. <laughs> Kids, we are doing one of Sam's absolute favorite horror films today i'm so excited i wish you could see her (laughs) what is tomorrow what is the date tomorrow tomorrow is friday march 13th so guess what movie we're talking about today tomorrow is friday the 13th what movie (laughs) should we talk about that could possibly parasite we're talking about parasite (laughs) literally the only reason we haven't done this movie yet is because i was i was stubbornly waiting for a month with a friday the 13th in it and we haven't had one since october well no we had one the first month we 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 published actually there was a friday the 13th in september there was a friday the 13th oh but we published after but we came out the week after Mm. and i remember thinking oh i could have led off with friday the 13th i know son of a bitch what was our first movie review scream oh yeah that makes i'm glad we started with scream I am too, but I'm so fucking excited. I have my Camp Crystal Lake running team shirt on. <laughs> I have my Jason Voorhees hat on. I'm you do, so and it's freaking stoked. Battered in blood. Yes, it's amazing. I got it at Spirit my of Halloween. God. Did you really? I did. 
You know, I will give Spirit of Halloween. They they do have some fun, like, non-costume They've goods. been embracing the nostalgia factor on a lot of, like, the 70s and 80s horror movies lately, and I am here for it. And uh, they had a huge push with Hocus Pocus this last year. So I'm yeah. not going to knock any of their no, so home Spirit, goods and Spirit of Halloween, we, we stand Spirit of Halloween in, in, in this podcast. <laughs> Like wholeheartedly. I know. We'll we'll show them some love, especially since now uh you're adorned in everything yes. they've ever made. Well, actually the the shirt is actually from I think it was FYE. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember where I got the shirt. FYE, everyone listening is like, what the fuck is FYE? <laughs> there are still DVD stores in New Jersey. They are, <laughs> it's called For Your Entertainment. It's at like two malls. I know. And it's literally the Livingston everywhere. Mall and uh the Rock Livingston away. Mall. No, Rockaway has got one too. Really? They do. I've never been to Shout Rockaway. out to the Rockaway Mall FYE. <laughs> you know, I would think Rockaway Mall is probably not far from where Friday the 13th was filmed. It's not. Neither am I most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> yeah, you're really not that terribly far from No, there. I'm about half an hour from where it was filmed. Good for you. I, I'm very does it Does it. it give you a little bit of pause to think that before you go outside to have a cigarette at night? Not really, no. <laughs> <laughs> If anything, it makes me go outside faster. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I live down the road from Voorhees State Park. That seems well planned, doesn't it? Just <laughs> I was so happy. What was there first? Uh, Voorhees State Park. Uh, uh, J- Jason and Mrs. Voorhees got their last name from there was apparently a very prominent landowner in New Jersey whose last name was Voorhees. There's Voorhees, New Jersey. There's a town in there New is, Jersey yeah. named Voorhees. There is. Uh, there's also one named Haddonfield there is there is a Haddonfield New Jersey it's (laughs) down near Philly Uh, but yeah today we are talking about the classic 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 slasher movie Friday the 13th the original Friday the 13th yeah we're not getting to Jason today we're only getting to Mrs. no no Jason today unfortunately poor Jason uh, although he does make an appearance yeah Yeah, he he stops in yeah no he, he, he drops his head in says hello he comes in for tea yeah. and a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't it be fun to have him over for tea and biscuits? I uh, mean, it wouldn't be much of a conversation, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, he's probably not a great conversation. He's a strong, silent type, Jay. <laughs> much like Michael. Yes. Isn't that strange? Isn't it just? We might even talk about that. Possibly. <laughs> Let's jump right in, shall we? I think we shall. Friday the 13th. Uh, is actually related to another episode that we put out recently, Weird New Jersey, yes. because it was filmed in New Jersey. Yes, it was filmed in Blairstown, New Jersey. Blairstown, New Jersey, as well as uh, Stanhope slash Hope, New Jersey. Yes, which may or may not be smaller communities within Blairstown. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm really not sure. That whole area is a little bit confusing. I actually know someone who lives in Stanhope, and it is the, the director of my caroling group oh she lives well I, she doesn't huh. live there anymore but she lived in stanhope for quite a while and i've gone up there for rehearsals at her home and i if i had known that that was where jason was i would have <laughs> made some pit stops <laughs> <laughs> namely yes. at the diner for lunch yes no actually the the diner that features in this film is apparently still open and is not actually um adverse to people asking questions about friday the 13th really yeah that makes me actually really happy because there's nothing more disappointing than when something is like a landmark and they don't want to be associated with the thing they're a landmark yeah, no, for. They, they they're apparently at least from what i read on the internet pretty happy to talk about it so, i'm glad 
you know, if you're ever in Blairstown and you want to stop at that diner, like, do it up. Blairstown, New Jersey. And although I will say this, Blairstown is to this day uh, not a terribly... Populous. Yeah, it's not like, it's not really a destination. No, it's in the middle of the woods, funnily yeah. enough. You know, <laughs> Isn't that strange? <laughs> Isn't it strange that they would have filmed in the middle of the woods? Although back then I'm sure it was probably, because this movie yeah. came out in, in 1980, 1980, which means it probably filmed in 1978 or 9. Um, I think it was 1979 because it is in fact a blatant ripoff of, of Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> which came out in 1978. No, like the producers have admitted it, the screenwriters admitted it. Did it's, they it's really? Like, yeah, no, they made this movie trying to capitalize off of John Carpenter's Halloween. So there's a I lot. Mean, it has a lot in common. To be fair, they they struck something. Yeah, Everybody no, I mean it. it's a it's a good movie on its own. It's not like <clears throat> it's not like you know they just changed the actor's face on the mask <laughs> or anything. Well, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, uh, there are some. Well, we'll get into it a yeah, little. Yeah, no, more, there are a lot of similarities. There are but, like blatant similarities. I mean, <laughs> which I although you know it's funny we say that now. But I'm like, there are a lot of them are similarities that I didn't realize how closely they resembled Halloween until when we watched it yeah. tonight to prepare for this. Uh, but Friday the 13th is a, a touchstone in horror lexicon. The horror lexicon, I should say. Uh, and you have been very open about the <laughs> fact that it is one of your very favorite movies in the I horror think, genre. I think it is, in fact, my favorite slasher franchise. Is it really? Yes. Why? Friday the 13th has this weird thing where, like, with virtually every other movie, it's like, oh, the original's the best one, the original's the best one, and then the sequel sucked. <laughs> like, I feel almost the opposite. It's not quite the opposite because I don't think the original sucks and I love the original. But, like, the sequels are what makes the franchise. Like, once you have mm. Jason in there, like, that's that's really what makes it so much fun. Is because it's it's the goofy kills and it's the it's the like idiotic victims and this yeah <laughs> just everything that makes Randy stand up in the middle of scream and say you don't know the rules it's all, <laughs> it, it's all Friday the Thirteenth I know but to, to be fair a lot of that is based on stuff that Halloween yeah no it's not only Friday the Thirteenth yeah. but Friday the Thirteenth is kind of like this perfect encapsulation of what I think a slasher movie is. But what is it about Jason? Because if you had to pick between Jason and Michael, you would pick Jason. Yes. Why would you pick Jason? Creativity. <laughs> I think you said this once before. <laughs> I think so I, too, I but forgot, okay. but I do recall you saying this. Uh, he is very creative. I'll give him that. I'm, I'm going to bring our attention again to the, to the um, liquid <laughs> nitrogen kill. Liquid nitrogen, and I believe you also cited the one where he leaves someone's face print in a van. Or yeah, something. no, he pushes he pushes a girl's face like almost through the side of a van, and it leaves a perfect imprint on her screen, <laughs> like teeth and all. <laughs> because that's the thing is, like Friday the Thirteenth is a cartoon. Yeah, Halloween is kind of a thriller. Yeah, so it's like Halloween is far and away a superior film franchise, <laughs> like in almost every measure. But Friday the Thirteenth is just so much. Fun. Yeah. Like it's just pure, unadulterated popcorn fun. It is definitely fun, but it I do think you had a very uh, a very good point in saying that the fun comes around later on. The yes. first one is definitely trying to be a thriller. Yeah, no, the first one is trying a bit harder to be Halloween. And I think yeah, they, they really absolutely. and honestly the second one is too, but I think the second one actually kinda does a better job of it. But it's 
it's really mostly because in this one we don't ever really see the killer mostly because we're doing pov shots for the whole film yeah like really up until the very end we see all the kills from the killer's point of view yeah all the kills you do see from the killer's point of view there are a couple of shots of uh the killer like when Annie yeah. runs through the woods, and then there's the moment where I think what's his name Ned mm-hmm. uh, is sees 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 someone standing her, yeah, outside the, the cabin, um, but you never get a obviously you never get a good look at the killer because right, that would ruin it because exactly because would, unlike Halloween we don't walk into this knowing who the killer is exactly like it's it's not exactly a whodunit because I don't think we're ever really encouraged to try to figure it out no but it's it's very much a mystery in that we don't know who's killing these people yeah yeah it's it is very interesting it's kind of like uh well i guess it's a little bit different i was going to say it's a little bit like black christmas that way where it's like you don't really have See, any frame of reference for who this might be that's actually a really good point i think that this is is more a mixture of halloween and black christmas mm. than it is purely halloween agreed based on that criterion on that criteria yes um, Although we don't really have any convincing red herrings in Friday the Thirteenth, like no, th- because they don't present anyone as a red no, herring, except like, maybe you, Ralph. Like Ralph, maybe Steve Christie, maybe. Which one's Steve Christie? Um, the the head, the council, yeah, head the, their boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but maybe, that's but kind that's of disproven kind of by the time you get to him at the diner. Yeah, like you, you have to know it's not him by then. Yeah, but um, although they don't, <laughs> they certainly don't make it easy to discount him because every shot that you see of the killer's feet and hands are clearly a man (laughs) yeah no they didn't make betsy palmer do a whole hell of a lot before the final sequence so (laughs) she must have been filming for like a day and a half (laughs) i I think she was on set for like a week i think i remember reading that in crystal lake memories really i think it was about a week (laughs) but um betsy palmer actually only did this movie because her car broke down and she was in a touring company of a show and needed a car to get to Connecticut every weekend. So she did this for the whole, like, I think they paid her something ridiculous, like $6,000 so she could go buy a new car. And that's the (laughs) only reason she did this movie. She's never, as far as I'm aware, she's only seen it like once or twice. Really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Is she proud of the fact that she is Mrs. Voorhees? I think she's mystified by the reaction. Really? I I think she's one of those people who's like, I do not understand why people like this movie so much. (laughs) I don't think she's, she's, I don't, she hasn't disowned it. And she, she's appeared in the documentaries and she, she would go to fan conventions occasionally (laughs) when she was still alive. But like, I don't think like if you asked her what like her favorite moment in her career was like Friday the 13th wouldn't probably break the top 10. (laughs) So (laughs) she was a theater actress and she was a serious theater actress and she really loved what she did. No, but like, Betsy. yeah, no, I don't think this is I don't think this was, you know, her crowning achievement as far as she was concerned, which is so funny because she is iconic because Absolutely of it. Iconic. And and to a group of people that, that <laughs> I'm sure she never expected. to. Be. I know <laughs> that it just like didn't even occur to her that this would be a thing for her. Yeah. And like she is the impetus for this whole series and this character that she played sets off this this 10 movie long chain of events <laughs> <laughs> and it's like i don't count number five i know you're counting it but it's, it doesn't exist <laughs> number five didn't happen uh but that's in any in any of the yes. franchises halloween five is fucking terrible it is pretty bad <laughs> um i will say ha- now knowing now that she is a theater actress 
I do see that a lot in her performance. And her performance is surprisingly nuanced. Easily the best performance of anyone in the movie. No, she's totally the best actress in the movie, and she she absolutely knows it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't... <laughs> She plays crazy. Yeah, very she plays well. crazy very well, and I she think she must some have of, played Lady Macbeth at least once. <laughs> some of it is, you can tell she's a theater actress because of what she does with the fight choreography. Yeah, like there's when a, she winds yeah, up for a slap. <laughs> she's going to slap Adrian King, and she just there's wind up, there's follow through. She she wants to be on the pitch at Wimbledon tomorrow. I was gonna she say is she could hit a home run with a like, left hand. Like, like seriously. <laughs> Like, if she had actually made contact, she would have taken out a couple teeth. I know. Like, like, <laughs> like that was the most she exaggerated. She would have smacked Alice she into 2010. to the back row <laughs> in front of a camera. And it was, it's just beautiful. Oh, poor Alice. She, that, that character must have gotten walloped. Yeah, no, I mean, I can't imagine. Like, with, the, again, just like, it was so far, like, her, her, her elbow was back behind her hand. Like, like it's like, like she could have. She, she drew her hand so far back. She could have scratched her right butt cheek with her left hand. <laughs> I have seen Cy Young caliber pitchers not pull their arm back that far. Like, like, it is just absolutely insane. <laughs> Which is funny because since it's a different actor playing the killer and a different actor playing Mrs. Voorhees, I know. Like, there's a sequence in here where you know. Poor Annie gets an axe to the face, and the axe comes up very slowly. No, uh, and I don't, uh, no it is Annie. Is it Marcy? Annie? Marcy. No, you're right. I'm sorry. Annie is the um, <laughs> Annie is the Annie first is girl. the first girl who yeah, dies. No, the I'm sorry. Cook. See, I'm so excited. I'm forgetting people's names. <laughs> no, but when Marcy gets an axe to the face, like you can see, like the axe goes up really slowly, but it only ever goes up like maybe halfway for what you would expect someone to lift an axe to. But yeah, no, when she slaps Alice, it is like <laughs> she has let, she's letting it all go on Alice's face. <laughs> like, it, like Marcy, it's like minimal effort. <laughs> Alice, it's like, <clears throat> like she's ready to go. It's like a super Mario windup. That, that I think is going to be the name of the episode when she slaps Alice. <laughs> she lets it go all over Alice's face. Like that was a much different movie in double entendre, yeah. <laughs> phrasing, are we still doing phrasing? My goodness. Uh, so why don't why don't we jump into uh, Friday the Thirteenth? Would you mind if we talked about some of our favorite moments? Not at all. What do you think is your favorite moment in the movie? My favorite moment, not necessarily a kill, but a, a favorite moment. I think, honestly, I think my favorite moment in the entire movie is Mrs. Voorhees' Indianapolis speech when she's explaining <laughs> when she's explaining to Alice why she's doing what she's doing. It's that whole, like, his name was Jason. He was my son. And today is his birthday. Like, that whole bit, which is, again, a USS Indianapolis speech. It is, like, it is really long. It is really serious. And it is, like, right in the middle of plot. Yeah. So which is just, <laughs> few and far between in this movie. Yeah, no, there's not a lot of plot, but it all happens in the last like 20 minutes. So like, right dead smack in the middle of that is this long monologue. But I do think that that's my favorite moment, A, because it's 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 Betsy Palmer kind of getting to do what Betsy Palmer does. And you can tell yeah. she's enjoying it. And it's also when you look at like Adrian King's face as she's slowly realizing what's happening. That this woman like, is crazy. <laughs> like it's it's really good acting. <laughs> yeah. And it's iconic. It's an iconic speech. 
And that's what I was saying before when I was like, oh, she must have played Lady Macbeth at some point. Because you actually really see her dig into her acting chops here. Oh, yeah. No, and she didn't phone it in. No, it was it was a really kind of spectacularly well done plot twist on it her really part. It really was. She really sells it for all she can. Yeah. And uh, I, I got to give Betsy Palmer that <laughs> that that piece of... of, it's- of why can't I think of words today? <laughs> Jesus it's, Christ. We've been recording. For a long time. <laughs> it's honestly, I think that like without Betsy Palmer, I think that no one would even talk about the first one. I think everyone would Probably jump right not, to two. Yeah. But, well, I do. I Betsy think Palmer so. and Kevin Bacon. And Kevin Bacon. That's what, that was something I wrote down in my notes for this. I was like, this was the beginning of six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah. This was, was this, the, I, I have no idea if this was his first um, film. I believe it is his first movie. He gets Footloose, I think, like two years after this. Really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, and the nice thing about stars doing horror movies early on in their career is and that it really does set up the six degrees because mm-hmm. that's how you get the the kind of lesser <laughs> known people getting attached to them. <laughs> Uh, I would say my favorite moment in the movie is the, I mean, the best surprise ending moment ever made, (laughs) which is when Alice is having this strangely peaceful moment. And the music is doing that like triumphant, like kind of calm swell thing that it's doing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then all of a sudden out comes Jason from the water. (laughs) And and it's so great because it it is one of the most unexpected moments in this entire movie. It scared the crap out of me the first time I saw it. The first time anyone sees it. I would love to watch Zach watch the end of this movie. Yeah, it's gonna be a couple of years. Thanks, Marcy. obligatory tit shot i know i got to fast forward for like 10 minutes of like the world's longest sex scene between it Kevin was Bacon a very and long sex scene like, and also <laughs> i wanted to point out uh, granted this was filmed in 1979 but uh one of my notes while i was watching the movie was that there are apparently no bras in new jersey no <laughs> and only Nobody like satiny wore. underwear too on top of that like all of the girls have like this like satiny kind of finish <laughs> underwear i know the only person wearing a bra was the actor playing <laughs> mrs Voorhees when she was not on screen <laughs> <laughs> well we do see brenda wearing a bra during the strip monopoly scene so we do know that at it's least one of them owns basically a, bra. a prop <laughs> It's not there for actually <laughs> brassiere purposes. It's actually just two strips of duct tape and like, I don't know. Someone some, just some wrote on her chest in marker, bra. bra. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are no bras in Friday the 13th. And there are no bras in space. That was where I came from. George Lucas famously told Carrie Fisher that she couldn't wear a bra under the white tunic in Star Wars because there are no bras in space. Yes. Which is a strange thought. And it makes me wonder what his, uh, well, I know what his reasoning yeah, was, was but say. I, but <laughs> it makes me wonder how he thought that that was the best response to a that. A reasonable response. Yeah, no, why it couldn't have just been, Carrie, I don't want you to wear a bra. <laughs> like, <laughs> but anyway, Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. Um, do you have any moments in this movie that 
you, I don't want to say don't like, but that kind of bother you. I think the only thing that bothers me and it bothers a lot of people is when Brenda dies, she is lured out of her cabin by what sounds like a child in distress. <laughs> and the note that I have written here is Mrs. Voorhees's ventriloquist lessons. <laughs> like <laughs> there is no way in hell that that's an adult woman making that, making those noises or speaking in that voice. And even later on when she's doing kind of her weird Jekyll and Hyde thing Kill between her mommy. and Jason, it doesn't sound anything like that. No, it doesn't sound so, at like, all similar. They the, should have gotten <laughs> Betsy Palmer to do the voice. They, they should have. It would have made a lot more sense. But as as many fans of this movie have been saying for a really long time, like, who the fuck is talking to Brenda? Because it's sure as fuck not Pamela. Like, it's sure as fuck not Pamela Voorhees. Yeah. So if there's one thing that, like, truly throws me out of the continuity of this movie every time, it's that one. Do you... Well, I'll, I'll let me. I'll I'll jump into mine first, and then I'll ask you this question because it's. I, I think it's an important question. Um, I there weren't a lot of things that I don't like about this movie because once you realize that this is like a low budget horror mm-hmm. movie that was filmed in the woods in New Jersey, you kind of you offered a lot of forgiveness. Yes, at a at a at a Boy Scout camp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But there are certain times when I'm like, this has strayed from plausible, not not even plausible, but like possible. Mm-hmm. Like at the end, <coughs> at the end, she's in that boat and the cops show up and I'm like, why did the cops show up? Nobody would have called them. And there's no why reason. Why should the police come? Nobody's, Nobody's called, called them. them. Literally. Yeah. And, and I was like, and I I said it while we were watching the movie. I was like, why are the cops there? Did she call them from her boat phone? Like, there's no reason for I, the police to be I there. I think what you're supposed to infer is that because Steve's car broke down the night before and no one went to get it, that the cops probably saw it on the side of the road and went to the camp to find him. But they came with their lights on. Well, ostensibly they found the bodies and then went looking for Alice and threw the lights on. <laughs> hmm. I, I suppose I could forgive that. There was one other thing that I happened to notice, and I know this is going to sound so stupid because it's so small. Uh, one thing I noticed is that all the characters are kind of wandering around with like flashlights and lanterns. Yeah. And you can very visibly see, especially in the HD video we have now, mm-hmm. them trying to mimic the light from the the lanterns and the flashlights yeah. with the lighting. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's distracting because it's not well-timed. Yeah. So it's like she'll walk into the room with the lantern and the lan- mm-hmm. will, lantern will be glowing. And then you'll see like the room kind of illuminate as mm-hmm. though it's supposed to be illuminated by this lantern, but it happened a few seconds late. Yeah. <laughs> no, high definition has not been forgiving to early slasher movies, but no. I think that like... I think it's, again, I think it's kind of part of the fun is being able to, like, notice little things like that. Like, at least I know, like, as someone who's seen this movie 300 times, I enjoy noticing little things like that about it now. Yeah. Because it's, it's well, again, it's, like it's, Halloween. it's another, it's it's another the, new yeah. thing I'm seeing. It's the way I love Halloween. Yeah. That, in that, like, you love it for... Everything that it is. Everything that it is. It's like, I don't love it in spite of its flaws. I love it because of them. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> and there are there are a lot of flaws in this film. Yes. But I love them all. Exactly. Like my children. It's just <laughs> What's your favorite flaw? I think it's when Alice beheads Mrs. Voorhees. And this is like 
the only moment in the entire film I think where Tom Savini tripped up a little bit is she hits her in like kind of the back corner of her neck and the front corner on the opposite side falls apart. And it's very clear that the machete has not gone through her neck. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of looks like she knocks off her head with like blunt force as opposed to cutting through. <laughs> it was a very dull machete. Yeah. And I mean, like, listen, like Tom Savini is kind of a genius. And yeah. like the gore in this movie is ahead of its time. And honestly, I think still holds up. I mean, the arrow in with Kevin Bacon yeah. is like it's still amazing. That is probably the most memorable death from this movie for me. See, I love Marcy's death. I love Marcy's death in the bathroom. <laughs> no, but hear me out. It's be it's because it's the only one I feel that I still feel a sense of dread when she walks in there. Really? I think they set it up the best. I don't think the actual kill is maybe the most interesting, but the lead up to it, I think, is the best job they did at creating suspense in the whole movie. I mean, I'll agree with that, I, I suppose. Although I do think that Brenda's death has quite a bit of suspense, too. And you even I can't remember whether it's Marcy's death or Brenda's death that you see the hand in the shower stall. On it's, the curtain. it's um it's well brenda doesn't die in the bathroom no but she does she has that scene before she dies in the bathroom yes and i do think that you see the hand at that point that i think was very suspenseful for me at least it was it was because good. you're very well aware that she's not alone in there and she mm -hmm. doesn't know it yeah and she has no idea yeah although i am still going to ask like how the fuck like mrs Voorhees like went and got a mop and like a bucket and cleaned and up cleaned all the up fucking marcy. blood for, for, from, from having just murdered marcy like 10 minutes before and not even like not even like killed her like murdered like her. put an axe in her face, <laughs> face. like <laughs> that is one of my favorite moments in the movie because it is so funny to me when marcy dies <laughs> because she's literally like oh must have been imagining it and you yeah. see the axe behind her mm -hmm. and then she turns around and you see her have the realization that she's about to get killed with an axe yeah but it looks more like i left the oven on and <laughs> yeah, then she, she gets hit with make an a axe. weird face when she's great. it's like it's like she has immediately resigned and to the that fact is immediately that she after that every time i look in the mirror i knew i'd always be ugly <laughs> i said lizzie you'll always be plain it's like it's like my favorite part of the fucking movie it's, it's, just it's like, so bizarre just for some reason her doing Catherine hepburn 10 minutes before I'm, I'm like this this is how i would go it makes you like, wonder <laughs> if that actress just like had in her special skills like does a great Catherine hepburn impression and I they're think, like throw it in i think she might have because she also does may west earlier in the movie yeah <laughs> so like i think like on on her special skills was like does old hollywood actresses like does impressions <laughs> but to be fair at the time they weren't even that old no i mean this movie came out in 1980 but the first scene takes place in 1958 yes and jason is supposed to have drowned in 1957 57 the year our father was born yes coincidence <laughs> i think not i think not no i think yes <laughs> Jason would be older than dad. That's weird. Yep. Huh. How old was he supposed to have been when he died? I think he was supposed to be like nine or ten. They never specifically say. They never say, I don't think. You know what's funny? I As many times as I've seen this movie, I never realized that... Uh, I shouldn't say never realized. I guess I just wasn't paying attention that to the fact that Friday the... Or not Friday the 13th, but June 13th mm -hmm. is jason's birthday yes it's supposed to be that's the whole and today is his birthday thing. yeah and, and i i guess i never like it never like registered for me that that was what she was saying so yep. it's like oh 
Friday the 13th is this year is Jason's birthday. Yeah. And that set uh, Pam into a crazy fit. <laughs> and so now here she, she went full nutty. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to regret having said that. Oh, uh, yes, so you much. are. It's she right. is full nutty. Uh, she went full nutty on Friday the 13th. But that was something that I, I said to you when we were watching it. It dawned on me how close a parallel that is with Halloween is the fact that there's this kind of significant date that for some yeah, reason or another sets them, off. sets them off into this kind of rampage. Well, there's also as long as we're here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had not actually realized until we watched it tonight that um, at the end during the the final like running away sequence between Alice and Mrs. Voorhees, she hides in a closet and Mrs. Voorhees knocks open part of the closet and then gets hit with something and falls down. <laughs> which is like it's it's not a coat hanger <laughs> uh, but it might as but well but it might as it might as well have I been. bet Jamie Lee is wishing she uh, wishing wishing she kept a cast iron skillet yeah, in seriously, that closet the cast iron skillet was far more <laughs> far more effective poor Mikey would have gotten a nose job right uh yeah I do think that that I do think that that's absolutely significant is that she ends up in the closet She's trapped in the closet. And uh, also cor- in the corpse gauntlet, Steve, uh, Steve Christie kind of flops down the same way. That, that what's his name? That what's his name does in Halloween. In Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. That with that kind of like Brad? arms dangly. Yeah. I think his name might be Brad. I can't remember his fucking name now. It doesn't matter. No, but I don't know any of the names <laughs> except, no, except for Mikey uh, and Lori, obviously. Yeah. And Annie. Yes. And oh, Marcia there's an knows. Annie. There is an Annie. Huh. And Annie, I believe, is the first friend to die. I think she is. In yes. Halloween. Yeah, no, she is. Huh. <laughs> We're wow, just the parallels are just coming no, together they- <laughs> left and right tonight. No, but um, Annie's death is actually um, one of the funnier ones. <laughs> in this movie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think it's, and it's only because of her jump from the fucking Jeep. Well, because she does she it does basically like, the way Kevin Bacon jumps into the lake. Yeah, she does like a full, full on swa- belly, flop. Like belly flop out of this car and like toward a boulder. <laughs> and like, I remember sitting there thinking like, there's no way they had the budget for stunt people. My God, that actress could have died. I know. And like, she like, literally jumps like head first like, into a head ditch. Head first into a ditch. And it's like, girl. It's no like, wonder. And then she's limping around. Yeah, I'm like, it's not it's even like, that she hurt her leg. She has a brain injury. Like, <laughs> she has, <laughs> she has she, nerve <laughs> And then she has her throat slashed with which, Mrs. By the way, man hands. was one of the creepiest moments in the movie to me. It is a creepy moment. Um, it's, again, because Tom Savini does a really good job in this film. Yeah, the, the special effects on that moment. And that's what makes me so mad at a movie like Scream 4 when they're, like, digitizing the blade. And I'm like, yeah. fuck you. Learn something. Uh, it's just, but yeah, no, because especially because, like, the blood pours out at, like, the right speed and the gore looks right yeah it looks right it's it's one of those things like it starts from the like the correct side of the wound and then moves mm-hmm. along with it and it's like it's just creepily realistic <laughs> like, i know they really did a a great job at at depicting that death. and it's actually it's not like super over the top in this movie mm-hmm. like apart from maybe the arrow through the throat but like 
Like there was yeah. a lot of blood, but it was still a believable amount of blood. Like it wasn't like buckets of blood. Like, like you know. It's not like... <laughs> I mean, Mrs. Voorhees does get her head knocked off. She she does, but even that, like, there's there's surprisingly little it might gore. Have well been like a cricket bat. Yeah, seriously. Like, like, <laughs> it's like a croquet mallet. It's just like, boop, right out. Uh yeah, and the funniest part about that death to me is not even that she gets her head knocked off with a machete it's that afterwards she's like clawing at the air yeah no her fingers keep going at her, <laughs> which which is that's apparently tom savini's hands because mrs Voorhees has man hands she has the manliest <laughs> hands <laughs> but yeah no he was wearing the prosthetic when it got hit off so it's like <laughs> that was not betsy palmer she he couldn't even shave his knuckles apparently not. There, there were a number of of people on this set that ended up playing the the killer that that didn't take the time to uh to shave their knuckles. No. <laughs> if they knew what I shaved for work every day, I swear to God. Oh um, my goodness. Yeah, I will say that that's probably my my favorite bit of gore in this movie <laughs> is is her reaching around doing sign language with, her, with no head. Uh, you know yeah. whose kill I'm actually really sad we didn't get to see. Brenda's Ned. Oh, Ned. If only because, like, Ned has a very simple death. He has his throat slashed. But at the same time, he is so motherfucking annoying. Like, I every time I watch this, I want to smack the shit out of this guy. Yeah, he's kind of an annoying character. And it's like, all of the other victims are really likable. So, like, I don't understand. Like, like, he's just an asshole. Like, he's he pretends to drown. He's, like, dancing around in a fucking like, Native American Native costume. American headdress. Like, which, given at the time, was less controversial than it would be now. Yeah, it was but, actually like, probably more popular because... In this, excuse me, the seventies, uh, Native American folk art and things like that were much more. They were like a huge part of the culture, but however appropriate that may yeah. have been. <laughs> yeah. But like, he just like every time I see this kid, I want to smack him, and I'm like, this is the one you don't show me. Like this is the one <laughs> I know, and and Ned was a fucking idiot. Like yeah. on top of being like kind of a a jerk and and, and like annoying, mm-hmm. he was an idiot. Like there's the scene with Brenda where she's carrying that raggedy ass uh, yeah. target to hang, and he shoots an arrow at her. Yeah, like and misses her by like two feet. Not even like a foot. Which is granted <laughs> foreshadowing Brenda's death later. I know. Which is another one that happens off screen, and I'm actually okay with. I would have liked to have seen it. I, I don't think they had, the, like, they stretched the FX budget on this movie so far. I don't know that they had the money to do it. I, I think, mean, that's true. They I could have killed her the, the way they killed, they uh, what's his name? Christy? Oh, Steve. Yeah. yeah. Where's just, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, like, where she stabs him in the stomach. And it kind of looks like she stabbed him in the dick. Like, <laughs> like just based on the facial expression that I he know. makes. But... <laughs> Like, Pamela Voorhees legit just walked up and stabbed that guy in the dick. She was, <laughs> she was just like, I'm not even going to let you finish your sentence. Hey, what are you? Oh. Like, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm going to monologue to some chick later. You don't even get a full sentence. But you know what? She gets hers later because Alice punches her in the vagina with she a gun. Does, yes. <laughs> she gets the butt of a gun right to her front butt. Yes, she does. <laughs> As opposed to her distant butt. Her distant butt. Yes. <laughs> No, that's her inner thigh. Her outer, her outer thigh. thigh is yes. the distant butt. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> she does. She takes a full rifle to the pussy. Yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Voorhees gets the shit kicked out of she her. She gets in this hit movie. with a, a, a cast in iron the head. skillet. 
Yeah. She gets hit with a, a fire poker. Yes. She gets several times. She gets punched in the pussy with a rifle. <laughs> <laughs> she gets her head chopped off. She 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 gets fucked up. I'm pretty in this sure movie. she gets like an oar to the face at some point too. Like, I don't like, know if she gets the oar to the face because I know she cuts the oar in half with the machete. Right. Which may be what dulled it enough not it to cut her, her head off. off. As opposed to cut it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it dulled the machete so badly <laughs> that the machete was like, I can do no more. And that is that is the thing that I absolutely love is that now Jason Jason's favorite weapon, of course, is the machete. Is the machete. He takes after mom. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is a mother's boy. He's, he's, he's a kind of a boy. strange amalgamation of like Michael Myers... Uh, the killer from Black Christmas, and like just a touch of Norman Bates. Yeah, no, he's kind of he's a, he's a melting pot. A bit. <laughs> <laughs> Give us your tired, your poor, your freakishly You're obsessed, disfigured. Yeah, no, so, so. <laughs> poor Jason. He's been through a lot. He has been through a lot. If nothing else, apparently he was watching this because that's at least what they say in part two is that he saw. Her get beheaded. Do they? Again, it's been a long time. I've seen I have no idea how two, anyone but... would know that, but yeah, no, they barely do. Is it kind of just supposed to be like a folklore thing? Is it something they say around the campfire? They're saying it around a campfire, but like you're kind of supposed to believe that that is actually what happened because then, of course, he has his mommy shrine <laughs> with her head in her sweater. Jason, come here. Which kind of implies that the cops found a headless, half-naked torso when they got to the beach. <laughs> unless, unless he like buried her. Like, <laughs> oh, that's yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's kind of strange the way uh, Pam makes a, 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 a reappearance appearance yeah. in part two. <laughs> yeah. No. And they actually they, they actually brought back Betsy Palmer to do the sort of like voiceover narration. Yeah. At the end, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. And I mean, we, so she couldn't have hated it totally. Or maybe she needed another car. I don't. Who knows? I would imagine that she didn't hate it. I just it's like you said, it probably was not one of her wasn't more the highlight proud moments. Yeah. Um, we we were talking before about how this is New Jersey's slasher. Mm -hmm. But I do think that there is a certain pride that comes from it. Like people shit on New Jersey all the time. <laughs> and we talked about that in our, our weird New Jersey episode. But it really is kind of like. A, a shining moment for New Jersey that we have one of the most iconic f f horror franchises that we can call our own. And do you think that there's something about New Jersey that makes us like inherently weird? Yes. And I think it's just that there's so many people. Like, I, I think that like you just kind of inherently go a little crazy living in New Jersey because you are <laughs> never, ever alone. Ever. Really. Never. Like, and not that there isn't some kind of comfort in that, but I do think that, like, it does drive you just a little bit insane. Like, between the traffic and waiting in line and all the other nonsense, I do think that it drives you just a little bit crazy. So there's this kind of state identity that's, we're a little crazy, motherfucker, don't fuck with us. So, yeah, no, like, Jason, <laughs> and Jason is personifies that. Like, like <laughs> Which town do you think Jason and uh, Mrs. Voorhees were from? I would imagine probably Blairstown, New Jersey, because apparently she's close by. <laughs> I mean, well, maybe she moved there afterwards. Maybe. I imagine it's probably South Jersey. That's a long way to commute to work, man. It was a very good camp up until the 50s. Un up until her <laughs> son died there. Yeah, no, it was great. I think they traveled a long way to get to that camp. 
I, I don't think so. I think South Jersey has the Jersey Devil. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna we're gonna claim we're Jason. gonna claim Jason Voorhees for North Jersey. <laughs> He's the North Jersey Devil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's wearing a hockey mask. He fits right in. Oh, good with for the Jason. Jersey Devils. <laughs> Our only professional sport team. I know as of this recording. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> we get hockey, <laughs> and I'm so proud. We don't even have basketball anymore. We only have hockey. Oh, we had the Nets, right? Yeah. Now they're they're now they're in Brooklyn because New York needed another fucking team. Apparently, this conversation has taken I'm a sorry. terrible turn. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. Hate... We we talked about sports for three seconds. I know. I just it doesn't do it. It's terrible. It's a, it's okay. It's horrible. It's, it's really true. It can, I, it's offensive. It's me. over now. You're safe. <laughs> Go ahead. You sound like the cop <laughs> talking to Alice at the end. <laughs> Um, at you least t- I'm not Officer Dorf. Officer Dorf, <laughs> the guy on the bike. <laughs> Why you smoking the man? The Colombian gold, <laughs> the weed. Don't you dig it? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the best part. I literally wrote in my notes that. Uh, wait, hold on. Let me find it. It was because we were watching it, and I was like, "My God, this is like, uh, this guy has the most." names for weed he's like what, what are you what are you smoking there the devil's lettuce what is that what is that mary jane the wacky tobacco is that marijuana where is it what do you got over there and and it's like 45 minutes later they're like we really have shit to do it's like we know you're talking about weed just stop just just stop we, we know what you're talking about we're not going to admit that we have it is that but- the sassy grass what do you got over there and and, and they're like please officer dorf Especially- he's like it's dorf because he's there looking for Crazy Ralph. <laughs> it's like, you're here looking for Crazy Ralph. Why are you talking to these kids about weed for like 20 minutes? <laughs> and then you drive past his fucking bicycle to get out of here and didn't notice it. And didn't notice Ralph in the closet. Like, look at the fucking Keystone cop. Like, just, just, Colombian gold. Oh, look, that's Ralph's bike. I wonder where Ralph is. Bye. <laughs> Welcome to the police force of New Jersey. Um, I I will say you you touched on this earlier. You said that a lot of the uh, counselors here are reasonably likable, and I think that's true. I think that a lot of the counselors are likable. Yeah. Um. Do you think that you you have a favorite counselor? I think it's always for me a toss up between Brenda and Marcy. I I like both of them quite a bit. Mm. Um, if nothing else, because Brenda particularly, and we are talking about the girl who gets it on the archery range. For those of you who don't know names, um, looks and sounds just a little bit like Jamie Lee Curtis. And if you did not know any better, you would think she was the final girl pretty much up until the point where she suggests that they play strip monopoly. <laughs> like that is the moment where you go, oh, she's gonna die. Oh, she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that is the exact moment. Like, she saves Ned from his fake drowning. Yeah. Like, she's the one who's like, what, are you crazy? When he shoots an arrow at her. Like, she's a vegetarian. She's sad that they (laughs) killed the snake. Like, all of those sort of virginal tropes and and expectations, Brenda fits until she goes, let's play Monopoly, but take our clothes off. (laughs) And you're like, oh. Like, that's the exact moment where you go, oh, no, I like her. She can't. Oh, she's going to die. And she's smoking a joint when she does it. (laughs) And I'm just like, oh, man. Like, (laughs) at least she died stoned. She did die probably a little bit stoned. But then she, like, she goes back to her cabin, puts on, like, the world's most conservative nightgown. (laughs) (laughs) I 
and is like going to lay down and read by candlelight when she gets this weird fucking child screaming. Ridiculous moment because she literally like she's wearing this nightgown and she lights a candle. I was like, is she waiting for the Marleys? What is? Why is she dressed like this? And she had an electric light on. I know. Like, but no, she's like she's she's. She's fucking like right back into a Christmas story, like 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 <laughs> like we're good. We're a Christmas Carol, not a Christmas story. That was a she's dressed like slip. a rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was like less Brenda? coverage in the fucking bunny suit than there was on this nightgown. I know. It was so bizarre. And not that I needed more gratuitous nudity or anything, but she just ran across the campground in her fucking underwear. And I don't know. No shoes in the rain. Her clothes. She was. She was MacArthur Park. She was the cake out in the rain. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I would agree. I would think that my favorite is probably Brenda. I think she's the most likable because she's very responsible, but she knows how to have a good time. And this is nothing against Alice. It's just Bre- Brenda just made an impression. Oh, mine's against Alice. I find Alice okay, to be a mind. bit annoying. She's really? also dumb as a bag of hair. <laughs> I mean, the girl, let's talk for one second about barricading a door. She <laughs> finds what's his name bill mm-hmm. she finds him dead runs back to her Cork's cabin not lit, TM. Corpse gauntlet. <laughs> Corpse gauntlet. she <laughs> finds she goes she experiences the corpse gauntlet yes she runs back to her cabin pulls the door closed <laughs> realizes that she there's no lock on the door and that the door could swing back out so she grabs some rope ties it to and a beam where the fuck and did she find that rope like I it was just see. sitting it there was just apparently there waiting to be tied to the doorknob and she does she does this elaborate tie to keep someone from pulling the door open and then what does she do she throws stuff she in front barricades of the, door the door that swings the other way that swings the other way <laughs> like it's just gonna open it up and then trip over a bunch of shit. but she's stacking it like it's going to keep the door yeah. closed and i'm like she's, alice she's like bracing a log against it at one point i'm like that would actually make the door it would just fall over swing open faster that yes. doesn't make any sense like, either the rope doesn't work or the rest of this doesn't work. Either, but it's one either, or the other. I know. Either the rope doesn't work or you're setting booby traps. I don't know what you're doing here, Alice. She was home aloneing it. She's just like, <laughs> like with a bucket of nails and like some super glue. Like <laughs> She's looking at, at, at uh, Pam like, keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> the Kevin McAllister School of Home Defense. Yeah, like, she's ready to go. My goodness. Yeah. Alice is not a terribly good uh, final girl, in my opinion. I mean, I think she certainly holds her own. If nothing else, she beheads her, which I I have to say is pretty badass. Like, that is is not a thing that Jamie Lee Curtis does. Or even that Sydney Actually, it is if you count the sequels. Well, in H2O, yeah. But that's like, what, seven sequels later? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, no, Alice does it in the original. (laughs) <laughs> day one <laughs> day bitch. one Alice was like <laughs> ABB always be beheaded <laughs> I don't know Alice just didn't really do much for me as a final girl do, do you think because it's kind of ambiguous at the end of this movie do you think that she actually encounters Jason she does encounter Jason in the beginning of part two no I'm saying in the lake at the end of this one I don't think that she does. If for no other reason, then Jason can't still be nine years old. Well, and that was kind of my thing. I think it's hard to say whether or not this was something they wrote as a scare 
and we're not considering how it would play for a sequel. Yeah, I don't think they were expecting for there to be a sequel, in which case it makes sense that he's kind of like a zombie ghost thing. Yeah. But considering the continuity of the rest of the movies, I would have to argue it's probably a dream. I would imagine, uh, yeah. If you're if you're trying to fit it into the continuity of the series, it would it would have to be a dream because there's no way Jason would be. I know. <laughs> what were you thinking? <laughs> I was not thinking at all. I'm so Let me tired. put this empty Red Bull tin inside <laughs> I'm a glass. So cup. tired. I can't even. Tell you. <laughs> I was like, what? And now I'm playing. <laughs> but what are you doing? Give me this. See, you're making more noise taking it away. I'm taking all of it away. It's, okay. it's You're done. You're cut <laughs> off. Give me your fingers. <laughs> You'll get them back when we're done. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> like, I'll be fine. Speaking of noise. Yes. <laughs> unbridled oh noise. This movie is infamous for its noises. <laughs> isn't it I, I mean definitely the ch -ch -ch. well yeah, that's no, what definitely. i'm getting at. okay I all right that, i thought I you might have meant like you know the slapping sound when pamela made contact no, no. Sure. it is infamous for that uh that that very iconic would you call it music would you call it a sound effect it's kind of an ambient i would say that that's a sound effect but it does tend to to pair with the so theme. he's got a little bit of jaws in him too yeah a little bit yeah <laughs> jason's just every horror movie before 1980 no it is it's very jaws-esque it's, it's it's kind of surprising that i had never really noticed it until tonight when you said it really was that it is kind of reminiscent of the jaws theme a little bit it it definitely is because it 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 it's this precursor that to cue you into the fact that someone is being hunted mm -hmm. and uh that just the hunter is slightly different yeah and john williams did not write the score so, so no, attention. <laughs> why do you think people latched onto that sound so much i think it's just it's such a distinctive thing like it doesn't happen in any other movie obviously mm. But it's it's very much kind of like the Jaws music. It's just emblematic of this person. It's kind of the same way like Freddy's Knives on the Boiler Room stuff is, is a big nightmare. Mm. Um, <clears throat> the breathing in Halloween. Like most of the slashers have kind of that iconic sound effect that kind of clues you into when they're present. Yeah. You know, I forgot about the mask breathing from Michael Myers. And it's funny because they only use it in kind of an ambient way in that movie. Whereas in this yeah. one, it's kind of uh, given some flair in that it's used as kind of a device, a storytelling device. Yeah. And they're obviously they're, they're referring to the kind of the killer mom, kill her mommy, kill her bit later on. Is I that really argue. what it is? Yeah. Because I do think it is actually key, 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 ma, 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 as opposed to ch -ch -ch -ah -ah. like it's, there's mm. arguments back and forth. I think there's a whole section of the Crystal Lake Memories documentary where the actors are saying different things. <laughs> and well, there was a, there was a point I remember when we were much much younger, like like kids. I always thought they were saying get 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 out 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 out. And See, that would also make sense, but it's it does kind of sound like a. K -k -k -k. 
I know, but I'm saying like there have been so many iterations of what it could be that they're. We're gonna have to play this saying. now at some point. <laughs> I'm I'm so sure that there is probably a definitive answer for this on the internet somewhere. I'm just refusing to look it up because this is more fun. I read somewhere. I remember reading this somewhere that it. One of the filmmakers said that it is just a sound. They're not saying anything specifically. See, I would buy that too because it's Friday the 13th. Yeah. <laughs> I remember them saying like it was just supposed to be like a creepy sound. But I don't I, I don't know if it was designed to sound like kill, 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 ma, ma, ma. Probably it, not. I I really have no idea. But I do know that it was just like. Composer Harry Manfredini has said of the famous chi 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 ha 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 in the film score is actually ki 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 ma ma ma. It is meant to resemble Jason's voice saying kill 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 ma ma ma. Huh. So Henry Manfredini says no. <laughs> Sorry guys. I know I just lied and said I wasn't going to look it up but I did. <laughs> <laughs> well there you have it. Kill 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 ma ma ma. Yep. The whole time he was trying to talk to Alice. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that's a pretty good dissection of, of the first Friday the 13th. I think so, too. And I believe there is another Friday the 13th coming up in August or September. So guess what we'll be doing for that one? <laughs> Halloween, part two. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that's when we're doing Nightmare 2. Yeah, exactly. Jesus. <laughs> um, before we go, I think you have uh, a little game to play, no? Yes, it's a, it's a more of a hypothetical. Okay, it's kind I of like a would you rather. So to speak. Ooh, would you rather? Yes. If you had no choice at all, would you rather face down Mrs. Voorhees or mortal slash pre-zombie Jason Voorhees? Hmm. That's a tough one. Surprisingly difficult, isn't it? I'll tell you why it's tough. Jason is bigger and arguably stronger than his mother. <laughs> but having seen... Her wind up. Right. <laughs> like she might not kill you, but she's going to give you but a hell of a bruise. She, my God, she is going to leave a mark. Like, damn. Like she's going to knock out a couple teeth. Like you, you're at least going to like take off part of your tongue when you like bite down. Yeah. I will say this. Do I know what I know now? Yeah. Then I will go with his mother. Okay. Because, and I'll tell you why, because she had the element of surprise mm -hmm. in part one. And I think that's part of what made her so dangerous. I think obviously she's a very strong and uh, capable woman, clearly, <laughs> and batshit crazy, full nutty. Strong female character. Yeah. Strong female character, <laughs> arguably uh, up until the final moments, the final yeah. girl. Uh, <laughs> I think... Without the element of surprise, I have a better chance physically against Pam. Okay, that's fair. What would your choice be? I think I would actually take mortal Jason. Really? Yeah. Why? Because Mrs. Voorhees is a rational thinking person and can anticipate what I'm about to do. You can trick Jason, <laughs> Jason Voorhees. Jason's a moron. <laughs> yeah. He, like, All you have Jason, to do is put on his mother's sweater. All you sweater. have to do is put on the sweater and be like, Jason, mother is talking to you. That's all you have to do. Like, And I certainly know enough about Pamela. Like, Again, knowing what I know, I feel like I could manipulate Jason Voorhees in a way that there is no way I could manipulate Pamela. You know, looking back at it, I'm surprised that Pam isn't played by the same actress 
who played uh, Maureen Prescott. <laughs> Jason, oh God, come here. To be fair, she delivers the line in like a human tone, <laughs> like with a human inflection, as opposed to the non-Earth inflection that we got in screen. <laughs> the strange <laughs> alien inflection of Maureen Prescott. As opposed to like the triple inflection that we got in screen. <laughs> Oh, what did we what did we name her, Debbie? I think so. What yeah. did, I can't remember what it's, we it's actually. Her. It's been a while since we made fun of Maureen. I know that poor actress. God, I hope she never listens to this. I'm I'm so sure that she won't. <laughs> like one day we're gonna I get had, an email. <laughs> if I had even the slightest inkling that she might listen to this, I would never make that joke again. I know. I would probably which make makes it. me probably a terrible person. But no, okay. I would I would make it because it's all in good fun. Like yeah, I I don't actually. It's really just her. that one line. It's I it uh, well yeah, yeah, because the rest of her line readings in that movie aren't terribly bad. No, they're fine. It's just that one that's very strange. Yes, but also very memorable. <laughs> the, the most memorable, arguably. <laughs> I, I mean, I can really only think of one other line reading that is worse than that, and you know what it is, and I'm not going to repeat it. Which one? It's Jurassic Park. It's okay. Muldoon tranquilized her for me. When is... Oh, oh, the Triceratops. The triceratops. It's okay. Oh. Muldoon tranquilized her for me. Because that's where the fucking emphasis should be on four, <laughs> not tranquilized. <laughs> like you can, I can just hear this actor like sitting there going, "Muldoon tranquilized her for me." Like Muldoon tranquilized her for me. Muldoon tranquilized. No, that doesn't sound right. Muldoon tranquilized her for me. That tranquilized sounds, her for me. Nailed it. <laughs> like, As played by Harvey Weinstein. Like seriously, Muldoon tranquilized her for me. Funny story. I looked him up on IMDb a little while ago, and he was he was part of the production staff. He's not an actor, oh. which makes a lot of sense. But he's also like a super conservative like douchebag. Is he? So I'm like, I have absolutely no problem at all ripping this guy a new asshole over this fucking line reading. Maybe that was Maureen. Maybe she was just like a set decorator and they were like, fuck, we need we need a Maureen. I don't know. We should probably at some point like look that up and see. (laughs) (laughs) Because if we've been making fun of like if we've been making fun of like the craft services director who got drafted (laughs) into this at the last minute, I am in fact gonna feel like an asshole. Unless of course she's a super conservative moron, in which case have at it. All right, kids, I hope that you have enjoyed this episode and we are going to wish you a very, 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 very happy Friday the 13th tomorrow. Try not to die. Don't smoke weed. Don't smoke Colombian gold. Don't smoke Maui. <laughs> don't smoke Maui Wowie. Don't smoke <laughs> sassy grass. And remember, do not go to Camp Crystal Lake because it has a death curse on it. It has a death curse. I can't believe we did the whole thing without doing that. I know. We didn't say one thing about We didn't say Ralph. damn one I'll thing, tell you what, one I'll damn make thing up. about Crazy Ralph. I'll, I'll make up for it in the, in the outro. Oh, good. <laughs> There's more Crazy Ralph in part two, so don't worry. We'll yeah, get to him. Uh, for at least a little while. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kids, that's it for us. So until next time, stay spoopy and remember. You're going to camp blood, ain't you? God damn it, Ralph, get out of here. Go on, get. Leave people alone. You'll never come back again. Oh, shut up, Ralph. It's got a death curse. My Spooky Gay Family features music by Nate Walker, artwork by David Elon, and this episode contains clips from Friday the 13th, distributed by Paramount Pictures and Warner Brothers International 1980. Please subscribe on iTunes, leave us a nice message, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. My Spooky Gay Family is a product of Barbara Duel Productions. Ooh.